Hey, welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of TNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is our beat writer, Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we are going to have some fun on this Wednesday DFA show. For those of you that aren't joining us live, boy, are you going to be missing out for this one. You got to make sure that never happens again by hitting subscribe on that YouTube channel situation you gotta click the bell icon so you know when we're going live because we're going to be showing all kinds of fun video clips today bloopers blunders dare we even say we must it is it is in it's contractually obligated that we say say it boners, boners all of that on the podcast today because we are talking about the wackiest silliest most memorable just Zane, I, I like. I've always liked the word zany. I'm going with zaniest. I, I grew up on the Animaniacs. This is mm. podcast today that we're going to be having, Patrick. We're going to talk about some of the most famous wild moments in baseball history. We're going to talk about some of the most famous wild transactions in baseball history. But we have to start where we know our audience is, where we are focused, where we always begin our conversations with the Colorado Rockies. We saw there in the intro a couple of memorable. Uh, fun and silly ones, but I gotta say, when you know we first uh, talked about having this be our topic of conversation for the podcast today, my I, I went through one or two, and I was like, "Man, okay, I can think of a couple of Rockies blunders." And then you're like, "Oh yeah," and then there was that one. Oh yeah, and then there was that one. And you're like, oh yeah, wait, right? There's been a ton of them throughout the history of this team. So here we go. You had so much fun watching that. Like I just wanted to watch you watch the guys struggling with the tarp the squirrel running around like crazy i've forgotten about the squirrel that made me so happy drew goodman almost getting his head taken off with george frazier there's a name one of the the, the original Frazier. it was it was those two guys right there in, in 93 so that was uh really cool and we we got a lot more fun ones like that headed your way bloopers blunders boners gaffs and more I'm just going to ask super producer Kale to go ahead and start throwing us highlights and, and I'm going to respond and react to them in real time uh, with whatever we've got on the Rocky side. Oh, here's an interesting question as he's pulling that up from our guy, Henry. Was Adrian Beltre the funniest man in baseball or Prince Fielder during that era? I was a Prince Fielder man myself. I don't want to take anything away from the extent to which you can't touch Adrian Beltre's head. Uh, oh, we're beginning. We got some Willine Rosario to begin with here on our, our Rockies related clips as well. That's fantastic. Anytime Quite possibly can... the least athletic catcher the Rockies have ever had. And yet, and in that clip, you see uh, Rosario crossed up and so crossed up, he just <laughs> happens to fall backwards. His helmet falls off. Kind of like a little league, you know, like like a child in little league. The ump helps him up, dusts off, you know, his uniform, and he's all ice, looking around, going, "Hey, that's my catcher. That's my oh. catcher." He held on to it. He held on to the ball. I mean, 
that is a, a, a trait that doesn't come with all Colorado athletes. So props <laughs> to Rosario for holding on to that one. Rob, Rob Scahill on the mound. Known to no. cross up any batters, probably crossed up more catchers in his time <laughs> than hitters, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, there no. you have Willie Rosario falling back on his tush. It's so bad because I remember how, how bad Rosario was defensively uh, so much to, to the extent that they had to like try him at first base, a position he'd never played before. Yeah. Um, but you forget sometimes until you, and then you see the visual evidence. You go, yep, that's, he was, it's not just that he couldn't frame up real good back there, folks. It, it was a, it was a nightmare. He, he definitely struggled with that. Was was I mean that's an example right there of being bat first and a bat first player. And Tony Walters has had his share of like stumbles, but they're like these athletic stumbles where right. it looks like he's running through the tires, you know, on a football field where you're like, wow, he just dodged the pitcher laying out for a ball, jumped over the bat. And you go, actually, no, that was pretty quite athletic. So William Rosario, thanks for getting us started. Now, most of these first clips are actually from 2014. Uh, well, let's if yeah. you remember this. <laughs> this one could be the tops. Bases loaded. Christian yeah. Friedrich on the hill, down 5-2 in the top of the third. That's okay. All right, wild pitch wild. scores. Oh, oh, oh no. Wild pitch, one run scores. Uh, the batter from second ends up crossing home plate. Oh. And Christian oh. Friedrich falls asleep. And the runner from first base scores on a simple old wild pitch, Gene Segura. Now, my favorite <laughs> part of that entire play as we watch it back again oh. is I went and I actually found the play-by-play -play breakdown of that inning of the third. <laughs> now keep in mind, if you go back and look at that roster of the Brewers from 2014, they were pretty stacked with Jonathan Lucroy, Aramis Ramirez, yeah. Carlos Gonzalez, Mark Reynolds at first base, Gene Segura, their shortstop. They were pretty loaded. So Lucroy walked, Carlos Gomez fly to center, uh, <laughs> uh, Ramirez, uh, Erasmus Ramirez singles to right. So runners on first and second. Chris Davis was one of their corner outfielders. Second right. out flies out to center. Mark Reynolds doubles to right. Gene Segura intentionally walks. So we've got the bases loaded. And then there's a paragraph to explain that singular play. <laughs> Friedrich threw a wild pitch. Ramirez scored. Reynolds scored on an error by McHenry, which was unearned. Then Segura scored from first base unearned. When the ball got away from catcher, Michael McHenry on a cross-up. Ramirez scored. McHenry threw wildly to home plate, and the ball went towards the third-base dugout. Mark Reynolds scored. Pitcher Chris, oh. Christian Friedrich retrieved the ball and thought the play was over. Gene yeah. Segura scored, but no one was covering home plate. That was literally the transcription of what happened. The poor scorekeeper had to say, the pitcher thought the play was over. No one called timeout. It was right. still active. And Jesus. you have a bases-clearing wild pitch. Those were the days, huh, Rockies fans? Those were the days of 2014. You know what it reminded me of, Patrick? And, and this may or may not be an autobiographical story, but if anyone's ever rage quit in MLB the show and, like, something really stupid happens. And so you're down five to two, and two runs have scored on a wild pitch, which is really dumb already. And then what you do because you're so mad because that's really stupid 
is you throw your controller at the wall or the room or you just put it down in disgust and you put your eyes over your hands over your eyes and you and you just you're sitting there and then you remember oh yeah there's yeah it was one of the like that was a real life rage quit that was just christian friedrich and and mike McHenry so upset that they just stopped playing the game for a second here we got another one from 2014 the cool easter egg here is charlie blackman there he's you know he's got the beard doesn't have the mullet yet and you go wait a minute that that the batter is wearing number 19. He's a left-handed hitter. His jersey also says Blackman, but that's not Charlie Blackman. But no, that is, folks, because Charlie Blackman, you know, he, he didn't hit puberty until his mid-20s. And then he became <laughs> Chuck Nasty, grew out all the hair, grew out the beard. Right. They, they can't – you can't just get a squirrel off the field like you can a cat. All right, they I took care of it. Chuck's just going to get right back in. It's running around back there. Charlie's like, I'm fine. I'm focused. I can hit. 90% of the dudes in baseball will be like, are you kidding me? It's like sport where you call timeout when, like, this happened this year. Like, if somebody's out in uh, the rock pile, like, shining a light or something, they'll, they'll like, the batter will call timeout again. There was somebody in the trees out there, uh, you know, uh, just beyond center field this year. They had to say, hey, get that guy out of the trees. He was, like, doing uh, yard work out there, just kind of making it prettier, and they had to call timeout. There's a squirrel running around on – the field and Chuck is like, that's eh, behind me. I'll hit. <laughs> it's kind of wild because we don't really have a lot of squirrels in Colorado coming from New Jersey. They are serious pests. Like people will get cages, trap them, drive them like 10 miles away. So they can't find their way back. And all right, now you're with a new family of squirrels, Colorado. We don't have too many. We've got, some, we got some dope squirrels. We got black squirrels and we got Abert squirrels, which have big ears, big tails. Oh, wow, this yeah. is just a regular old garden variety squirrel that somehow found its way. To Coors Field and is running amok. Their pitcher is so annoyed. How do you how do you get rid of a squirrel like that in that moment? Right. What What are you supposed to do? <laughs> Look at him go. Was that AJ? this guy's like? I don't. I live in Lodo. I don't know what to do. I'm a squirrel. This is my this life, guys. Okay. Here. Yeah. He's like all of these people, and no one has a piece of pretzel to throw me. What What's right. going on? Now it's just out and left, and they're just gonna go. Like it's it's in the field of play like don't hit the squirrel chuck gonna strike out looking what do you I, yeah i was real focused on the baseball there <laughs> it's like yeah you know what that's that's fine i'm i'm out of here i want an asterisk next to that strikeout in the box score squirrel asterisk pretty much i think the, the post game report may have had some information about guys like oh did they get a a, a platelet rich uh injection uh or, or maybe a little cortisone shot no rabies rabies pat burl was uh, was bitten out there in left field unfortunately so uh pat burl i think that was aj burnett <laughs> the vestiges of an interesting era in uh philly's history that we just got a glimpse of as well uh, yeah, they were not very good in, in 2014 either no, so that was no. that may have been one of the more exciting things and that's not the last time you're going to see the phillies at coors field with a with a really interesting play to say the least uh, the the next clip that we're we're gonna get going isn't isn't a blooper at least not for the Rockies it's more of a blooper for the St Louis Cardinals and this is a really great, great Rockies memory that I, I'm sure a lot of people are gonna give us some feedback about. Yeah, this is one again. I, I was taking the blooper uh, moniker you know negatively when we first thought about it, so I didn't think about this play 
because it's it's the invert of the Christian Friedrich thing, right? It's the other team making this stupid mistake. Uh, but it is great because it, it's so clever. And this is something that, you know, they do teach in Little League that you, you can try every once in a while. Typically, you pull this off, actually. The hidden ball trick is typically pulled off at second base, and it requires multiple people to actually make it work. In the major leagues, you're usually only going to get it uh, to fool somebody at second base because it requires – pitcher in the outfielder and people making it work. But here, Helton just does it all by himself, just gets him to buy for that just tick of a second, just the casualness of baseball. We're in game 78 of 162, and he's just used to getting right back off the bag, didn't double check, and that's all it took, that split second. Best part about that is Matt Carpenter was an all-star that year, and he ended up finishing fourth in the MVP voting. So (laughs) – could he have been third had Todd Helton's you know, <laughs> wise ways, veteran ways? Oh, man. And he's like, all right, he got me. And then he's got to look at his hands and try to figure out what just went down there oh. against uh, with Roy Oswalt on the mound there, the great wow. number 44. Not bad because this is one of his final games at Coors Field too. So Todd Helton had to wait to hit the entirety of his career for this play in, in September of, of 2013. But, That's fantastic. I almost – that. And he got it. And that would be, I'm sure, something that at the time he, he talked about being one of the highlights of his career. Notice he kept the ball. He all, he thought about throwing it back to the pitcher's mound. And he said, no, nope, that one's going up on my mantle in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. we're going to hang on to that one. Uh, I always love that. Ball. I, I never had a, a hidden ball trick. I was never able to pull that off in, in my days. Came very close, but was too timid. It was basically if I would have dove back to the bag, I would have had this kid dead to rights. And I, I just wasn't brave enough. I, I held it. I held onto the ball and I told the pitcher, like, just don't just pretend like you already have it. And I already threw it back. Didn't work. Didn't, ah, work. didn't fully but commit. I got it done. Fully commit. Yeah. Yeah. He did. I, did. I know Joey Votto got it done. Uh, I think sometime in the last five years, but other than that, I, you just don't see a lot of hidden ball tricks because guys just know, just stand on the base. Yeah. That's it. Uh, here we got the great oh, Rex yeah. Brothers, who was recently uh, just released. Uh, so he's a minor league free agent. And the best part about this, yeah, there's a guy on base. He's going to end up balking twice. So the runner that's on first ends up getting to third by the end of it. But he actually strikes Michael Young out on five pitches. And that is because <laughs> I think two strike threes were called a balk. And the ump goes, no, that's a balk, so it's no pitch. Dead ball, runner advances. Dominic Brown, who did he ever did he ever come up with the Rockies? I know he played with the Isotopes. He was a big prospect with the Phillies. Uh, the umpire yeah, no, he never actually point. suited up. Yeah. No. Is that Bob Davidson? The umpire is pissed. What's that? No, it's not. I'm gonna say is it Bob Davidson? Bach and Bob. Yeah, Michael Young at the plate. Tom Reynolds is just like, oh, God. <laughs> kidding me? These pitchers giving me agita. And then finally gets me of a, Yeah, the, the 2008 season ended on a balk. Now, they were already out of it, but uh, I believe Taylor Buckholz wow. um, committed a balk with a guy at third base in, in the bottom of the ninth on the road somewhere to end the game that mathematically eliminated the Rockies from the postseason in – 2008. <laughs> Forgot about that. We were looking at that. 
funny coincidence, and there's going to be a couple more coincidences coming up later on. Uh, yeah, Taylor Buckholtz was – no, he wasn't traded for Roy Oswald. He was traded for Billy Wagner uh, and, and was in the Jason Hurst-Willie Tavares deal. Yeah. Former Lakewood Claw. So I got to, I got to see him early on in his career. He was a good young pitching prospect with the Phillies before getting traded. So all of these are clustered right around yep. the same period. Yep. I don't I don't know if that's coincidental. Um, it all caused you know, some kind fair. of weird butterfly effect of yeah. crazy errors. And to be yeah. fair, there's not a lot of great uh, footage available on YouTube from like the mile high days and the, right. the early seasons at Coors Field. So you know, we'll, we'll take that with a grain of salt. So we're we're picking on the the 2014 Rockies and, and Rex brothers, but mm. what, what I, I want another Phillies that? clip. Yeah, I want another. But Phillies are featured very prominently <laughs> here, and what this this is one of the most memorable plays. And what's funny is. I, I thought about the, the 2007 Phillies and I go, wow, look at the camaraderie of that 2007 Phillies team. You know, they went to the World Series the next two years. They won it in, in actually 2008. Uh, they did lose to the Yankees in 2009. And you go, man, this is a this is a kind of moment to really bring your organization together. And then I go, well, you know, the Rockies went to the World Series in 2007. So I don't think they really needed to get out and do with this tarp on a partic- particularly windy day. Uh, but the entire Phillies team goes, screw it. Let's go help the guys that are helping us out on Coors Field. And you see the entire Phillies team, Chase Utley and all, going out to try to tame the beast that is the Coors Field tarp. Look how crazy that is. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was – yeah. The, the, I remember watching that one. on. This was right before – I started covering games. Um, so I, I wasn't at this one, but that is absolutely amazing the way you watch the wind just play games with that massive tarp with human beings getting stuck underneath it, flying around. And uh, yeah, it was always pretty cool to see. Uh, and the, the stuff like this happens every once in a while where the players will come out and help with the tarp and or slide around on it and have fun. Anytime the tarp can get involved, I'm pro- I'm pro tarp. Tarp catch, Nolan Arenado. Tarps make baseball better. I think that's what we've learned here today. And and what the camera doesn't show, because this is someone's video. I they brought a video camera into the stadium in, in 2007 because we didn't have smartphones then. Uh, right. Is is that it was pouring raining too? Is that it was coming down that day? Which obviously that's why you need a tarp. Uh, duh. But uh, it's it's pouring, and Phillies are like, yeah, that's man, we're having a blast. We're having a blast. We got a good young club. Let's go help the grounds crew there at, at Coors Field. That would be a great conversation to have with anyone that was on that field that day to see those guys come out and how much they appreciated those players really bailing them out because that thing was a mess. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, all right, what else do we have on the uh... – how many more do we have? Let me take a look here from the Rocky side of things. How many more do you want, baby? Give, give, give me all of them, now, man. I'm this was you. the first one. We have two more Rockies ones. Two more Rockies ones. And then yeah. you have to hang out here while I go and grab a Breck brew. <laughs> so you can okay. Have After the Rockies ones. Okay. That's can right. do. All right. Well, this next one. 
Drew, you when we we were brainstorming this idea, this was the first one out of your mouth, and I hadn't remembered this play. Uh, it's 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 not entirely crazy, but you go, but you go, oh, okay, that was kind of weird. And then how it kind of resolved itself was even weirder. So here we got Jose Guillen at the plate, Kaufman oh, Stadium, yeah. deep fly ball the center, Dexter Fowler ranging oh. back to catch it. Oh. oh, really misjudges it. He's able to get the ball in. Guillen's going to have a stand-up triple. But the thing that gets missed in the play that they'll show in the replay is that when Fowler went up to make the grab, he kind of held on to the top of the fence for just a second. And as he did that, he no longer had a mitt. So his glove fell over. Esmil Rogers on the Esmil Rogers on the mound. Spilly out there. He's like, left. hey, can we get some help? We got a guy who <laughs> lost his mitt. He's he's doing the dad whistle with the two with the with the two index finger and middle finger in his mouth trying to give the old I gotta say next time we see him, we gotta ask him to do that. I didn't know you could do that. First of all, Esmeel's just hanging one right over the plate. Dex had no shot. I don't know why he thought he could catch that baseball. But yeah, loses the how weird is it to see uh, a ball player out in the field without their glove on going to pick up the baseball too? As soon as he loses this thing over. Whoop, right over the fence and then he starts chasing the baseball and it's just weird to see a guy with no glove on one hand pick up and throw a ball uh and, and then eventually he goes his basketball this. <laughs> that's the best part that's what really i think ties and you go he lost his mitt all right that is Better. weird you definitely don't see that that'll happen once or twice a year maybe but no dude's got to climb over the fence sandlot style yeah. You know, he's got to evade the beast. Okay. Look at him go. He's all right. You know, he does have a bite mark on the back of his pants there. The beast got a nab at him, but he survived. He's like, hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. He does stop for a second, too. That's the other thing. When he lands and he comes down without the ball and mitt, he kind of stopped for a second like, I'm naked. My left hand is right. touching the air, which <laughs> right. is not right. And then he goes, it's literally a half a second before his instincts goes, hold on, this play is still going on. But – it is always weird. Like, do you know how to run without a mitt? Right. Like, you just do you can, how do you even continue to function? And it's a good thing he's six foot four and had hops and used to play basketball and all that stuff to get over that fence. Cause, you know, I don't think, I don't think Niger Morgan's hopping that thing. I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, <laughs> he's going to climb up that like a Spider Man. But Dex was able to get it a nice one hop and a pull. Impressive athlete. You never, I, I love Dexter Fowler. I still love Dexter Fowler. Uh, I think I've said before, but uh, even though lots of guys have been great with us, uh, Dex is still the only guy who's ever actually retweeted one of my stories. <laughs> oh, wow. Got to like yeah. that. Yeah. And we just Maybe. saw Jose Kian hit a deep fly ball. Here he is on the receiving end, goes up to get oh. it, clanks off the scoreboard. It doesn't seem like Shite. a big deal, but then – uncorks an absolute cannon to nab Nafi Perez at third base. One of the all-time greatest throws. It bonks off his head. All right, a little bit of a blunder. Yeah. But then he goes, screw this. Boom. Is it one hop or a strike? Nope, a strike. You're out. Strike from the warning track in right field. After the ball bounced off his head. And Nafi, <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> what are you doing? He's got the speed to get in there, but it, it required a perfect Ichiro-esque throw. Kale, yeah. I want to know, what's your take on these Pirates uniforms? 
all gray. <laughs> the cap is gray with a black brim, black uh, pinstripes on it. Yay or nay? They, does it just look like a uh, – it looks like sleep attire. It looks like pajamas a little bit, doesn't it? Okay, I get the pajamas thing, but I also think they're kind of cold. And, like, for example, like, if they weren't Pittsburgh, like, if you were to take that same design instead of having the yellow on it on the front and it was a white outline text and those were White Sox uniforms, I would say they're some of the best uniforms in all of baseball. So, like, I need to be, like, a little honest with myself and be like, I don't like it, but I think I don't like it because it's Pittsburgh. And if you were to do a very similar thing with a team like the White Sox, for example, like I think that would be a really, really like dope setup. Yeah, that I could see that working. Like the, yeah. the gray, black, and white. I think uh, I don't know if the Rockies could pull off something like that, but that would be interesting. Again, gray cap with a purple bill could be kind of interesting. There yeah. for a period of time in the '90s, I think a couple teams actually had pinstriped caps. In fact, these could have been pinstripe caps. No, they were not. Oh, they should have um, been. That'll look nice. The Mets, for a period of time, had I believe had white caps. They also had black caps. Um, so as much as it kind of looks played out, and like you know, so Kale, you're you're not in favor of those. I get it, but it it's the '90s. So now that stuff's starting to come back, we may see a, a sweet Pirates throwback where they go all gray like that. I yeah I don't mind the all gray. I th- actually think the pinstriped caps would look pretty cool nowadays. I think that would be like you couldn't do it as a primary or even necessarily like a secondary cap, but if it was like a special occasions throwback type thing, I think that would play really well, and I think you would sell a ton of them. Yeah, the cool thing with the All Star Game is they always have a theme for their caps based on the home team, like. When in the past, when they've been in Pittsburgh, they've had like the stovepipe kind of hat, you know, that's just like totally around uh, with like two, you know, stripes growing through it. So they do those themes. So that would even be something the next time the Yankees host the All Star game, they did just host in 2008, but they haven't hosted at the new stadium. You could do one where maybe either the first two panels or even the back four panels are pinstripes, kind of a, a blend that would be kind of neat. Not for this nerding out about all the the uniforms. Did want to get Kale's take before you leave. You can't leave yet. I do want to know what your favorite Rockies blunder was, and then we can move on to the rest of the. Uh, well, uh, do you have one, Patrick, from from that group? Which, because well, we had seen most of these before, and I know some of these because they were a little bit before Kale's time. Probably we might have been seeing some of those for the first time. Just your inst- gut gut reaction. Which one got you? Worst all times Rockies. Worst all time Rockies blooper. Um, I guess we can't say the hundred six million dollar bullpen. So since we can't do that, you're talking about an actual play. <laughs> That's okay. Friedrich. Bases clearing wild pitch is insane. Yeah. It's yeah. actually not as cartoonish as you would think. Like you would think the ball would be flying all over the place. And it really was like twice, you know, once right. or twice, like it wasn't right. that bad, but it's just like, that just should not happen, man. Right. That's right. crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Kinley. Sorry, guys. 
my dog is deciding to bark. Kale has, uh, <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know, Kale does uh, every time he gets a new dog, he does name it after his favorite reliever in the bullpen. Of course, his dog is named after Tyler Kinley. Uh, we should have established <laughs> that earlier. Your big Rockies fandom, Kale. Uh, he thinks that I said that. It's not true, but we like can pretend on the DFA show. It is true. Um, my favorite blooper has to be the squirrel it's the only one i remember like watching when it happened and that was like i had forgotten about it until i was making that intro video today and it just brings a smile to my face it's so silly like they have they can't do anything about it there's just this squirrel running around the field and you're right Right. it is better it is better than a cat because a cat you go oh man hey uh, uh, spay and neuter your cats. Got it. Ah, where's this cat living? Oh no, I'll adopt the cat. You know, you, your heart gets into it, but it's just a wild out. It's a squirrel. You go, I don't really care what happens to the damn squirrel, but man, he's, he's wacky. That's a wacky squirrel. athletes who just have to stand there and watch it run around and yeah. are totally powerless. Millionaires just standing there watching this squirrel screw up their very important going on. <laughs> and fantastic. then uh, the other one I really loved was the Todd Helton hidden ball trick i had never seen that before i like for some reason missed that when it happened in um 2013 and i thought that was really cool yeah and so kale for a guy who had never heard of such a play hidden ball trick if i had asked you that before seeing the clip where would you have guessed that the baseball player hides the ball (laughs) Uh, not in what you initially tried to describe to me earlier. <laughs> hey, that was off air. We're not. We're not going to bring that up. That's that's a pre-production meeting. Airing uh, dirty laundry. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Not there. Okay. Fair <laughs> and on that note, we are having a good time here on the DFA show on Wednesdays, and I'm cracking open a Breck brew as we continue to look at more. Fun video. You know, I got this one from my local King Supers right across the way. You can get them at any liquor store. You can get them down at the DNVR bar where we are at safe capacity, keeping everyone social distanced and all of that stuff. But of course, my favorite place to get them is out at the farmhouse. You call 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. Use that promo code DNVR because you'll save five bucks off the both the beer and the food, and you can get that curbside pickup again anytime between noon and 8 p.m. And though I, I highly recommend you make <laughs> you, you do this in reverse order. So get your, your Breck Brew and set it aside for a minute because you shouldn't bet buzzed. <laughs> I, I highly recommend that you keep your betting stuff mostly very sober but i do highly recommend that if you're a big sports fan which we know you are and you've never really gotten into the betting side of it you consider it it's a whole lot of fun you use the DraftKings sportsbook app you can bet low dollar amounts you can find out you know the the kind of extra thrill of maybe a, a game you wouldn't otherwise be interested in a sport you maybe otherwise wouldn't be interested in an event like a candy eating competition that you maybe otherwise wouldn't be interested in. And now you've got a great evening of entertainment for the entry price of maybe five or 10 bucks that you got to throw somewhere. And even if it doesn't go your way, you had a whole lot of fun. And if it does go your way, then at the end of the night, not only did you have fun, there's more money in your wallet. And that's a pretty cool situation to have for yourself there. So 
Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code DNVR. Oh, I'm sorry. We've got a different promo code now. Excuse me. Uh, we got the promo code Rainbow when you sign up uh, to get. Uh, so let me see. Now I got to figure out what the uh, what is it? That's up to one hundred dollars. Oh, it's the the one dollar to one hundred dollars. Let me see. I'm sorry. We've got the new promo now, and I should have taken a look ahead of time. I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. Ah, there it is. We're trying to give away some free money here. Don't worry, Drew. We're going to be patient because we're talking free money here. It's fine. It's free money. We will wait as long as we need to wait. It's free money. Uh, All new users are covered up to $100 for Sunday's action. That's right. If you bet, they cover risk-free with Sunday betting. So use the promo code RAINBOW to get that. That's up to $100 insurance. You bet they cover you up to 100 bucks when you use promo code RAINBOW during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, risk-free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. I got there. I got through it. I did it. We made it. We made it through it Proud together. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. Here's what we've got next. So we were out of the Rockies ones. Okay. Just give me more silly baseball. What do we got? Yes. 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 An all-time classic. This is, this uh, is another one you had mentioned. Yeah. Yes. Turner Ward goes back, oh. catches it, smashes through. Here's the best part. My arms broke and just, <laughs> just pops. Yeah. He doesn't even lob it. I don't even know what you would call that. His arm is just limp by his side. He's got a big wad of bubble gum. He's like, you all right? He's like, yep, yep. I'm fine. Oh, I'm Smashed fine. through the padding and the oh. plexiglass on that Ball. play. Ball's in his glove too, man. Yeah, Three River Stadium was brutal. Uh the, the, the coincidental <laughs> thing that comes back around to this is you remember who hit that fly ball that Dexter Fowler lost his mitt, right? That, that was Jose Guillen, right? Right, right, right? And you remember the guy in right field who threw at Nafi Perez right, in right. right field, right? Yeah. Well, the guy who replaced Turner Ward in right field after that go. play because he could not continue to play sure. was also Jose, Jose Guillen. Fantastic. The dude's everywhere. He's got some kind of voodoo going on. That's that's insane. I gotta Jose Guillen is like a his podcast. That, yeah, yeah. That that wall didn't stand a chance. Uh, <laughs> the guy was built like a linebacker. But yeah, those are the, the how unnerving must that have been? You do not expect when you jump into a wall for the wall to be the one that loses the matchup. <laughs> like, wow. And I also I also think. Uh, before the game, somebody else broke through the plexiglass in left field during batting practice, which is weird. Yes, I don't, that's rather coincidental. But all right, so this next play that we're going to look at is probably one of the best and worst reasons to follow baseball or to be into baseball. Again, it is hilarious, but it is also so frustrating. So Mike Morris – with the bases loaded, goes the opposite way there in St. Louis. Ball hits off the top of the fence. Should be a home run. Kicks back into play. Insanity ensues. Oh, no. Is tagged out at first, and you go, oh, man, that should have been a home run. 
Oh, if only we had instant replay. Well, we do. We do have instant replay. And we may want to fast forward this a little bit. So what should have been a grand slam ended up being a single where run one run scores and uh, Morse gets tagged out. So he's out. So the Nats definitely got screwed out of the situation. So now the umpires are going back. They're looking at the replay to try to figure out, did this ball actually go over the fence? And of course, everyone is standing around waiting. The thing we all love in our professional sports <laughs> is standing so around and waiting. Mike Morse doesn't even have his helmet on. He's like, we're going to be here for a minute. Uh, <laughs> we're waiting. And then we're still waiting. Even in this clip, we're waiting it's it's so long for these umpires like, to figure out what to do. So now eventually like the undertaker's entrance at WrestleMania, eventually the umpire explains to the nationals dugout like, Hey, all right, it's going to be a home run. And Mike Morse starts jogging around second base and they say, wait, 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 hold on. We got to make sure that the runners don't pass each other. So go backwards. So Mike Morse now standing between second and third has to run backwards, <laughs> touch his second base, touch his first base. So to make sure that again, the play is run properly and they go, Oh, you want me to go back to home plate? <laughs> so everybody goes back a base. Mike Morse goes back to home plate and they say, so you want me to really has no bat in his hands, swings the bat. Okay, now let's do it. Now they run around the base. Patrick. Best and the worst play in baseball history might be that one. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I've never seen this before. I I have and I had gotten and then halfway through as Patrick was was explaining it I was like okay I remember where this is going they had, they had to do a silly little base running thing I had forgotten how silly but I he was standing there with no bat in his hand just going uh, and then running around the bases Ian Desmond's up next you see a young Bryce Harper there. He's about 22 years old. I'm and sorry. Mike Moore still doesn't really know what happens. He's like, he doesn't even understand the enormity of how insane it was to go, oh, you actually want me to touch second base and then go back to touch base. You want me to go back to, into the batter's box? Okay, do I need to hold a bat? No, of course not. That would be silly, Mike. <laughs> Unreal. Right? Uh, that. Uh, <laughs> we have some very silly rules in our game, Patrick. There certainly, but you did, and you saw him do it, touching all the bases too, and like, yeah, like you. But it's just imagine, like, if you saw that in a little league game, you would think it was hilarious and something weird about little league. You would say, like, you, you'll never believe like, it was crazy. Little league, man, you see the wildest things in little league. That, that happened in the major league. You baseball. probably couldn't even get the kids to follow the instructions of, like, right, okay, you gotta run up. backwards. What? And Forget the second it. they did it wrong, where they had to call one of the kids out. Oh yeah. goodness! All right. Uh, while I recover from that one, let's. let's yeah, Ryan this. Rayburn there in left field, and we're building oh, up right. towards a similar play like this one. Oh but no! But you see him fall down, and you go, "Well, where did the ball go?" You'll see it better on this angle. Like I said, we're building up towards probably the most notable blooper of all time. Here, Rayburn's going back, tries to make a grab on it, can't oh. hold on to it, and as such, hits off the palm, the middle of his mitt. And goes over the fence for the assisted home run. Oh, 
He's yeah, got Miguel it. And nope. over Ryan Rayburn to, to over the wall. Spike by Ryan Rayburn <laughs> and former Rockies catching legend Miguel Olivo yeah. has his first home run of the season. There you oh, see it better. In the glove, out the glove, over the wall on a dive. He almost made a spectacular catch. Phil Coke, what a nice guy, giving him a hug, saying, it's okay, no one's going to remember this play. Oh, you, you think so, huh? Because we're going to be watching it in Colorado in a, a decade later, still right. not forgetting that, Ryan. Oh, man. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's got to be rough. And, and the pitcher's going again. Can I get the asterisks on the on that home run? Uh, <laughs> this is like, because that goes down in the box score. As a home run, and and you know his ERA takes a ding and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to hate it when I watched football and a pass would get deflected and will get picked off. I go, that shouldn't count. That should not count against the quarterback. I always hated that because it's like it's, yeah. it's this weird variable that totally changes the play. And there you got a ball that would have been caught. I don't know, maybe seventy percent of the time, maybe less. Yeah. Hundred percent of the time, it was not a home run, right. and no ballpark. Even right. Fenway, not a home run. Banks oh, yeah. off the wall, well, and you got a double. This, but what year was that? Because probably right before Statcast, right? Because yeah, I want to see the hit probability yeah. on, on that. Patrick, uh, I am missing one of these links. If you can find a real kick for the Canseco <laughs> home run off of his head, it is the same link as Spoiler the assisted alert. home run. <laughs> Spoiler, that's the one that we were we okay. were definitely building we that's the most <laughs> famous of all time. Uh, yeah, well, if I you mean, can find it and send it to me, that would be awesome. <laughs> it's it's the first video on my MySpace page, so just go there and you'll see it. It's I've never your top four friends. Let's watch yeah. the other one in the meantime. Right, this one also takes place in Detroit, believe it or not. Sean Casey, the mayor, because baseball. He's, oh, he's just best friends yes. with everybody. Yes, <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. This is he thought the ball got caught by the third baseman. I think that might have been Joe Randa. It wasn't. The left fielder makes a great play, and then you see the lumbering Sean Casey get thrown out. He doesn't even throw his helmet. He's like, "No, that's on me." A seven-three put out. Actually, no, because the third baseman slow, slowed it down. It was actually a five-seven-three put out. Probably the only time. Only one. Ever. Yes, easily. <laughs> easily the only one. Getting thrown out at first base by the left fielder. Um, yeah, that's got to be a unique achievement in baseball. Another spike your controller moment. Actually, this isn't even possible to do in the video game because the video game character automatically just runs to first base. You can't stop him from running to first base. So that you like, congratulations to Sean Casey, I guess. For, uh, I always liked him too, uh, in his, oh, his post-baseball career. Um, phenomenal analyst. And very likable guy. guy. Very, very likable. I've never met him, but it seems that way. And, and so, uh, always enjoyed him on. I'm trying to remember which shows he was on the network back in the day, uh, but yeah, man. Th- but that's from New Jersey. Still- he's a Jersey boy. He's from Jersey, uh, <laughs> of course he is because he's great, right? Yeah. Um, and and he he kind of got me back into baseball a little bit. Took a little you know break as you do at times, and 
got back into it and started collecting Sean Casey baseball cards. He was like, oh, this guy's from Jersey. He seems very likable. Uh, you know, had a, had a good career, not great, um, but he's the mayor. Like everybody knows and loves Sean Casey, uh, yep. even after a play like that. Uh, that being said, Carmelo Martinez, congratulations because you just hit a home run. Thanks to Jose Canseco's <laughs> steroided out head. Now, of course, Ken Griffey Jr. in the Simpsons episode, Homer at the Bat, took Boy. the uh, brain tonic uh. and his head got inflated. But really, Jose Canseco, yeah, there's his center fielder. I think that might be Rusty Greer. Uh, yeah. Just laughing. Like, that hit off my head? Yes. Yes, it did, Jose. It clunked off of your head and went over. I mean, you couldn't – if you tried to do this, if you had somebody stand at the second base position and throw the ball or a medium deep right field and try to just throw the ball and bounce it off the top of his head and out, if he was trying to get there and bounce it out with his head, you probably couldn't achieve this. <laughs> Doesn't even rub his head. Doesn't even take his hat off. He's like, oh, man, I might get a little knot. It's like I can't feel anything on my body. Um, I think entirely I need of sauce and meat and cheese and steroids. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need another needle in my left butt cheek. Oh, it's a right butt cheek day today? Okay, got it. Oh my now, he's not, now he's not laughing so much. He's like, ah, oh, man, that's kind of embarrassing. Because at least with Rayburn, right, like – in theory, he made the right play there, right? And and we've seen plenty of other times where the ball bounces in and out of somebody's glove. If they hit your glove a little too hard or you're you're flopping or you're hitting something, it, it might pop out of your glove. And that it just so happened to pop out of his glove and go over the wall, super unfortunate. He made, you know, the play. He got his glove to the baseball. That's what you're trying to do there. Jose Canseco just misses it entirely and it hits him in the damn head. Oh, no, we can't hear Kale. I just Kale. can't get over how much this would hurt. You like, would think, right? Like, walking around <laughs> like it's nothing. And I'm like, dude, you just got a baseball that was going like 90-plus miles an hour straight <laughs> to the <laughs> noggin. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the height that it gets off of his head, too, that it almost goes in the, over that gap between the fence and, like, the front row of the bleachers. Like – that's probably the hardest part of your forehead, though, like that top part. Like if you're playing soccer, you're probably going to try to hit right. it off there. Uh, ow. Yeah. Do you Look know Jose Canseco, Kale? Do you know that name? I, I am aware of him only from the tales of the steroid era. Okay. Fair. Right. Uh, that's fair. That That's about right. Yeah. Do you see how little distance he got off the ground on the jump, by the way? Maybe two, three inches. Like, that was an entirely, like, lateral jump. <laughs> he was barely moving. So even even then, like, for the ball to hit him square in the head where it needed to, he had to unleash one of the weirdest jumping motions in the history of right fielders. Uh, <laughs> just everything about that was so bizarre. But, yeah, at least Ryan Rayburn, you know – you know, Phil Coke's going to go over and say, Hey man, you almost made a great play. That's never going to happen again. You got your glove on the thing. Sorry that happened. But, uh, Jose Canseco like didn't get the glove to it. Hit you in the head. No. How'd it hit you in the head? Some, right. of, some of my favorite bloopers that I, I couldn't, uh, find was 
Marcelo Zuna trying to climb the fence and then falling down and almost breaking his neck from, I think that was 2019. Right. That's one that, again, I think most fans can remember. Also from the Cardinals, uh, Yadier Molina having so much pine tar on the front of his catcher's gear. So, because pitchers can't scuff the ball up, they can't do anything to the ball, but catchers can get creative. So he has so much pine tar on on his chest protector that, the ball bounces up and he's looking around on the ground going, where's the ball? Where's the ball? And it's stuck to his chest protector. Yeah. Not in any kind of gap, not in his face mask where you go, Oh, it got lodged. No, it's just literally on there. Like a piece of, of, of Velcro. That's right. just like stuck to him. That's that a noticeable. Hunter Pence with in the world series, he hits a baseball three times. Uh, and then oh. this one, I, I I wanted to bring this one up. I didn't know if you remember uh-huh. this one. I figured you might have. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. in a Troy Tulowitzki giveaway was... night in 2014, again 2014. What a year to be alive. What a year. Rockies giveaway, uh, I think 10,000, and they misspell Tulowitzki. They spell Tulowitzki. And this is I so bad. This That's... is so bad. It's right? it was bad. It was bad. They, they were rightfully flamed at the time. And uh, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we started remember our, our uh, retro looks with 2014 because that team had the best offense in franchise history. And they were such a comedy of errors in every other way. The pitching was a nightmare. The Christian Friedrich three error or three runs on a wild pitch, all that stuff. And yeah, misspelling their own best player's name. By far their their best commodity at the time, it, it was um, yeah that was that was also the season where um, Kyle Kendrick was named opening day starter uh, after, at like thirty five years old as you know it was just like some random off the scrap heap pickup. There were so many things about twenty fourteen that were just what are we doing here. Was that the Jamie Moyer season? Did Jamie Moyer pitch for the Rockies in 2014 as well? I don't know if, don't know if it was that year or the one before that. Or the one before. But I, rem- that, I remember yeah. when that happened with the Tulowitzki jerseys because, I mean, I lived in Colorado at the time, but, you know, even still now have a close connection, keep an eye on what's going on in, in the New York market. But I think it was soon after this that – I think the Rockies might have been playing the Mets. Do you remember this, Drew? The Rockies had been playing the Mets, and they were either playing at night or it was some kind of an off day. And Tulowitzki oh, went yeah. to a Yankee to a game. Yankee he was like game. sitting behind yeah. home plate. Yeah. And of course, New York market goes, "Well, this guy is coming to the Yankees. You know, they'll trade him. They'll figure out some kind of deal because they can't spell his name right. He's already going right. to Yankee Stadium, hanging right. out. It's a done. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, that was um. Everything they okay, well, it was 2012. Okay, good, good. So, not every ridiculous thing happened to the Rockies in 14. Of course, we know plenty of ridiculous things have happened to and by them in several other seasons as well. Oh, apparently, you're you're muted. I can't hear you, Patrick. Oh, no. We've lost radio contact. Uh, he it says he muted oh. himself, so I can't unmute him. I'm here, guys. It's just it's, you know, we just felt so lonely and lost baby. without you there for me. It's all good, baby. It's all good. All right. So this is another one that you mentioned, Drew, in our pre-production meeting last week, uh, and our boy Will Carpenter, of course, had to mention it. 
this is the precursor to the play that we just saw with Turner Ward. This oh, one's a yeah. little bit more brutal. I think this is like late 80s fly ball, minor league ballpark. Minors, Instead yeah. of plexiglass and padding, oh. no padding whatsoever. Oh. Just a wooden plank on the wall. Good oh. Lord. Rodney McRae. It's amazing that this video still even exists. Like, or that it existed at the time. Who's recording minor league baseball games in the late 80s? Right. This and poor guy. Boom. Wow. Goes through it. He should get a black belt. I mean, like, I get it. People people train to put their foot or their, their hand through a, a wooden board to break it. He just did it with his face and torso. So I, I think you should get a black belt. And, yeah, he's wearing one right now, of course. But <laughs> that's – that's really besides the point. Oh man, that uh, yeah, that and the way his like arm, his left arm, just kind of sticks out there for a second, and uh, yeah, just obliterate the, the wall splinters and fractions. Yeah, that 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 one was just that's almost too. It, it, again, it like it's sort of professional wrestling, like it, it right, it it walks up to that line where you're like, amazing highlight that Mick Foley got thrown <laughs> off the hell in a cell cage and through the table and we've all seen it like this video hundreds of times but it it exists right on that line between thoroughly entertaining and my god i can't believe he's still alive yeah yeah is he alive i can't make that assumption right now i was gonna tell you i was gonna tell you about this one but i wanted to get kale's reaction on this one all right paul o'neill makes a great play he's Pissed, but makes a great play. Lenny Dykstra, oh. single to right field, bobbles oh, oh, it, oh. and kicks the ball in out of frustration, but kicks it right to the first baseman and holds and the runners at second the and third base. the guy from scoring. Had you seen that one, Drew? That's I had seen crazy. That yeah. yeah, this is a pretty classic one. Bump, bump. This is he's wild. Like, he's, like, he's like, oh, pissed. Just kicks kicks it, it and it manages perfectly. to keep it in play. That's nuts. Yep. Steve Jeltz on third base him. going, I got to yeah. hold up. That might be Todd Benzinger at first Probably. base, maybe. Bump, bump, bump. And like, yeah, just the perfect. And he's just, that could have been so bad. If he if he shanks that, two runs are going to score. And he's going to be in so he much didn't care. trouble. Yeah, so Lou Pinella is his manager, so he oh, definitely so would have given him killed. an earful. So if he have shanked that, he, there, we might have had to report on a murder. That is <laughs> I've I I have seen a lot of things today that I had never seen before. I will say that much. That was our goal. With this show. <laughs> so, so here's the question then: If you watch this as someone who you know, so you're a fan of baseball, might not be a hardcore fan. Do you think something like this would, you know, like turn somebody on to baseball? Like, is this encouraging in a sense? Uh, it was, I, I don't know that because it like these things happen so few and far in between. It doesn't make True. me want to like turn on a random baseball game, but it was really entertaining. <laughs> like <laughs> You never know. Squirrels. Especially as someone who likes baseball. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe as someone who doesn't like baseball, I think they would still find these funny as I guess would be my point. Cause I don't know if the, the other sports don't have the room to do it. I don't think, you know, like, there's some really there's, good hockey bloopers out there. Of some I was about to say, there's like none in hockey. I've seen some but, interesting ones with like, um, 
like uh, usually they're in shootouts. There's a lot of great. Yeah, I mean, guys score on themselves in hockey, and sometimes it's ridiculous, and like it happens because like it hits the back of their butt pad and bounces off the goalie's mask, and like that stuff is ridiculous. The best one I saw when I was looking at hockey bloopers was a goalie who like somebody got on a straight breakaway and was headed right toward him, and the goalie just turned around and flip the goal out, the net over rather than try to stop the <laughs> it was like a two or three on one. So he flipped and that gives them a penalty shot. But he was like, I'm going to take a one-on-one instead of a three-on-one. So rather than even try to make a great play with three guys bearing down on him, he just turned around and flipped the net over. And I was like, it's an incredible strategy. It's an incredible strategy. That. It really is. I think oh. the, the thing that I think makes baseball more unique a little bit is just that if you went toe to toe, like the best blooper clips, a lot of those plays, like, you know, an own goal, you know, either in soccer or in hockey, you go, all right, those are kind of similar. Like give me two or three. I don't need 25 of them. All right. Baseball, you could come up with all kinds of weird, crazy plays that are totally unique unto themselves. And I think, Again, that's what makes right. baseball great and, and, and makes it crazy because you have umpires saying, okay, guys, we got to get this right. Ten minutes later after you hit a home run, <laughs> go back, touch the bases, pretend you have a bat, <laughs> yeah. swing See, it. That's the, like, that's the <sighs> silliness of baseball that cannot yes. be duplicated in any sport. Like yeah, the right. man yeah. sitting there going <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is incredible. that cannot be replicated in any sport uh, well i think we're going to have to continue to let the fun spill over until tomorrow because we did want to talk about some of the wildest moves and transactions in baseball history but we're running out of time the good thing is i think most of you know this we do this every day not always the dfa show you got to be here on wednesdays you got to subscribe to the youtube channel specifically to make sure you're here for all this live video, all these clips we're playing, getting all the intakes from uh, super producer Kale here. You don't want to miss Kale. Basically, if you're only listening to the podcast of this and you're not here for the live videos, you have missed Kale's beautiful face this entire time. I have new facial also, hair. They have what to- is that facial right? hair? I was going to say, he's also getting you? ready for a WCW 1998 run with Arn Anderson. And, oh, uh, could be. It is a little Lash LaRue like. I, I thought very clearly uh, a Lemmy from Motorhead, which oh. falls into the Triple H category as well. Yeah. I was going more for like uh, like an early 1900s politician vibe, I think, is where I was oh. going. Oh, especially if you grow that out. Yeah, like in the bushiness on the sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That, Don't that- – I think you're trying to be a. James I think you're Polk trying to get a, a. Yeah, you're trying to get a part in in Hamilton. I. This is where this is leading, and I'm gonna have none of it right now. <laughs> Kale's commitment to Hamilton. Did AJ yeah. end up watching it? We gotta we gotta check in with everybody. Everybody out there, watch Hamilton. Now that I can, now that I no longer have to tell you to vote or do other things, that's the most important thing I can tell you to do. Go watch Hamilton. Right. True. Yeah, I'm a big fan. PSA. I watched it. PSA. I watched it on uh, Tuesday, in fact, because we all needed that in our lives. Yeah, yeah, we did. So join us tomorrow for uh, not on the YouTube, but on Facebook and Periscope. We'll still be live at 4.05. 
and we will continue to talk about some fun and silly things because we're going to still probably need to be talking about some fun and silly things. Make sure that you join us. Make sure you're following everyone on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at Kale Sorbo, and of course at DNVR underscore Rockies. You got to subscribe to the DNVR.com so that you don't miss out on any of that written content. Plus, you get discounts on hats, shirts, masks. You get a bigger beer when you come on down to the DNVR bar. All kinds of fantastic stuff comes along with being a part of one of the coolest and most importantly, kindest sports communities anywhere in the world. Join us here at the DNVR. We know that you will all continue to be absolutely awesome out there. We will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, Drew Creaseman, and Kel Sorbo in here. And until next time, we'll see you at the ballpark.